I'm Dr. Terry Fisher, a physician and voice technology futurist. Voice First Technology is rapidly becoming the operating system of our lives, and it will completely revolutionize the way we experience healthcare. Let's talk voice. Hello, and welcome to this very special episode of Voice First Health. If you have been following the Voice First space at the intersection of healthcare, then you probably know that on April 4th, 2019, Amazon made a big, big announcement. On their blog, they announced that Lexi, A-L-E-X-A, is now HIPAA compliant. And this is something that uh, developers in the voice for space have been waiting for literally for years now because this opens up a whole new set of possibilities and capabilities when it comes to using Lexi with healthcare applications. Up until now, as you know, Lexi has been able to provide information. You can ask healthcare questions and you can get responses. But once you cross that line of providing personal health information to Lexi, that technically was not able to be done through the ALEXA voice service. Now, there have been some ways around that. Some companies have been quite creative in that regard. But nevertheless, this has limited the capability of this voice service to provide information but not be able to collect and store the personal information. Now, I feel that this opens up these new capabilities because you're no longer interacting with the voice service on this first order superficial level. You are now able to get into uh, AI insights and through various algorithms, be able to supply information and actually get responses based on your personal interactions, which I think is very exciting. Now, because I feel that this is such a big announcement, I wanted to do something special for this podcast. And what I've done is I've reached out to a number of key influencers in the voice first health space. And I've asked them each to uh, provide a short little segment of what they feel this means to them and how this is going to impact our industry and how it's going to impact healthcare ultimately. And I had a number of people send back uh, some clips. Very thankful to each and every one of you that did send back a clip. And I am uh, very pleased to be able to share these messages with you here. Now, just before I get to that, I want to mention a little bit about the specific announcement that Amazon made. On their blog, uh, dated April 4th, 2019, they say, today we're excited to announce that the Alexa Skills Kit now enables select covered entities and their business associates subject to the U.S. Health Information Portability and Accountability Act of 1996, i.e. HIPAA, to build Alexa skills that transmit and receive protected health information as part of an invite-only program. So that's important. This isn't available to everybody just yet, but obviously this is a good sign that it is coming Six new Alexa healthcare skills from industry-leading healthcare providers, payers, pharmacy benefit managers, and digital health coaching companies are now operating in our HIPAA-eligible environment. In the future, we expect to enable additional developers to take advantage of this capability. And if you are interested in getting updates, you can you can um, go to the uh, Amazon blog and you can uh, ask for updates there. They did highlight a number of the healthcare skills that are part of this program initially. Uh, Some of them are express scripts, looking at uh, home delivery of prescriptions. Uh, Another one is Cigna Health Today. This one allows um, eligible employees to manage their personalized wellness incentives uh, through the voice service. Another skill is My Children's Enhanced Recovery After Surgery, ERAS, by Children's Hospital. 
and it allows parents and caregivers of children to um, provide their care team's updates on recovery after surgery. Um, the Swedish Health Connect skill, uh, this allows customers to find an urgent care center near them and schedule appointments. Atrium Health as well, this one is uh, based out of North and South Carolina, and again, they can schedule appointments. And Livongo, this allows members to actually look at some of their diabetes care plan uh, parameters, things like query their last blood sugar reading, blood sugar measurement trends, and receive insights and so on. So there's a lot of opportunity here. Obviously, you can just use your imagination what this means. So I'd like to now share some of the thoughts of some of these healthcare leaders in the voice for space with you. The first one is Nathan Trelor. He is from Orbita. He actually appeared on the podcast, the Voice First Health podcast in episode number seven. And if you're interested in hearing his interview, you can always go to voicefirsthealth.com slash seven and you can hear his interview. So um, here's what Nate Trelor had to say about this announcement. Hi, this is Nate Trelor, president and co-founder of Orbita. This news from Amazon that they'll support a HIPAA-eligible version of Alexa is extremely big news for the healthcare industry and, frankly, for my company. Just a little background, Orbita provides a secure platform for creating voice-enabled virtual assistants to the healthcare industry. And while we've always offered HIPAA-compliant virtual assistants for web and mobile chat and custom devices, we've just not been able to do the same for Alexa skills. In fact, the question about HIPAA for Alexa is probably the most common one we get when we're speaking with our clients and partners. So we've been waiting for this announcement from Amazon for at least three years. So now we can go beyond the general health information services and symptom checkers that are the, the standard of, of healthcare applications in the skill store. And we can build these much more personalized health information applications that provide highly contextual guidance and support. So we're entering a new phase for voice and healthcare. And uh, it's an important one, but it's just the beginning. Besides the fact that HIPAA only applies in the U.S. healthcare system, there are many other factors to consider when creating a secure voice application for Alexa or, frankly, any other voice platform. Our clients, major health organizations across different segments, have requirements that often go way beyond the uh, obligations that HIPAA represents. There's plenty of work to do, but it's a great start. And I'm personally very excited about this news from Amazon and look forward so the next phase of innovation it represents for voice and healthcare. That's great. Uh, and Nate, thanks for sharing some of your thoughts. I, I agree. It's a great first step. There's lots to be done here. And it's it's very exciting, I think, in terms of where we're going to go with this. Uh, like I said at the opening, you can just start to use your imagination. All different areas of healthcare, I think, will be impacted in this in some way or another. The next person I want to uh, introduce you to is uh, Bianca Phillips. She was on the podcast not too long ago. In fact, episode 31. You can access that one at voicefirsthealth.31. She is a lawyer, and she is looking at the implications of voice technology on digital health lawmaking. Very fascinating. And like I said, we had a great discussion, episode 31, if you want to check that out. She brought a whole new perspective to this that we really hadn't talked about much on the podcast previously. Anyway, here is what uh, Bianca had to say about this announcement with the HIPAA compliance. Hi, my name is Bianca Phillips. I'm a lawyer and the founder of the Electronic Health Consulting Group. And my focus is on the future of digital health law. It's very exciting to hear that Alexa has achieved HIPAA compliance and to see that the vision for voice of health technologies is actually being realised and that the new healthcare skills are going to benefit patients. But if I was asked what the next big step is, 
uh, I would say that in this new era of democratization, it's going to be about digital health companies considering the present day and future uses of their data and data rights. And as we know, data rights are tied to a person's sense of security. So it's critical to developing trust that we determine how rights are to be distributed amongst various parties. It's going to involve companies looking at past lawmaking and private decision-making in the area of data ownership. This will help them understand the challenges of data ownership that are steeped in history and aid their development of a considered stance moving forward. And in my opinion, that will signal real digital health leadership. Fascinating, fascinating, Bianca. And again, thanks for sharing your thoughts. As I'm sure the listeners can tell, uh, there is a whole new area of lawmaking that is going to have to be examined very, very closely as we now get into these personal assistants, these digital voice assistants collecting our data. Where does this data go? Who owns this data? There are so many questions. And uh, Bianca, it's great that you are on uh, on the forefront of this. So again, to the listeners, if you want to check out the full episode with Bianca, voicefirsthealth.com slash 31. Great. The next person that I want to introduce you to is Dave Kemp. Dave Kemp is probably one of the foremost leaders in hearables and how voice technology is affecting and influencing and being incorporated into hearables. And this is a big, big area that is just exploding right now. So uh, Dave has a blog. He is a writer. He's actually been a contributor to voicebot.ai as well. Uh, Dave is a thought leader in this area and it gives me great pleasure to uh, have you listen to some of his thoughts as well. So here's what Dave had to say. Hi, this is Dave Kemp with Oak Tree Products. I also run the blog FutureEar.co. And I think that the Alexa becoming HIPAA compliant news is one of the most important developments in the whole voice technology space, not just in the healthcare setting. It's obviously huge for the healthcare setting, but I think that this is the thing that really needed to happen in order for voice technology to begin to be implemented into the healthcare setting in a meaningful way. And so, you know, with these first iterations that we're seeing of how this will look, um, you know, being able to do things like look up an urgent care center and schedule an appointment the same day, um, link your wearable data to Alexa so that you can ask Alexa about the type of data that's being recorded. Uh, Those are some of the first examples that we'll see here. But as the door continues to kind of slowly open up here, I think we're going to see some really interesting use cases here in in ways in which, um, you know, not just the patients are going to really benefit from this, but the healthcare providers and all of the different um, sort of entities that work in between the patient and uh, and the healthcare provider. And so, you know, you go back to the Voice of the Healthcare Summit last year at um, Harvard Medical School, and you know the big theme there was when will this all become HIPAA compliant? And so it's sort of like the gates have now opened, and I think we're about to see a lot of really interesting things happen here um, as this all kind of evolves and develops. Yes, absolutely, Dave, and uh, thank you for sharing your thoughts. I remember meeting you at that conference that you referenced at the end, the Voice of Healthcare, last summer, the summer of 2018. And I remember there was so much discussion about when is HIPAA going to be be online, essentially, for Amazon. And here we are. And like you said, the gates have opened. So uh, it'll be interesting to see what the big question is at uh, the conferences going on this year. 
And, you know, will we have answers to those questions next year? This is opening up a whole new set of um, possibilities for us. Uh, for the listener, if you want to hear Dave Kemp's interview on the Voice First Health podcast, you simply go to voicefirsthealth.com slash 15, and you can hear about all the stuff that we talked about, particularly with regards to hearables and voice technology. All right, the next person I want to introduce you to is Heidi Culbertson. She is the founder and CEO of Ask Marvy. This is a company that... Uh, is devoted to providing applications, voice applications, voice skills to help the aging population maintain their independence in their home. Heidi was actually one of the very first people that I interviewed when I started my Alexa in Canada podcast. And in fact, she was interviewed on the Alexa in Canada podcast episode number 27. So to hear that interview, you would go to alexaincanada.ca slash 27. Uh, and again, Heidi was very uh, kind to share some of her time and share some of her thoughts with us here. And so I'm very pleased to be able to share her thoughts. Here's what Heidi had to say about the HIPAA announcement. Hi, this is Heidi Culbertson, the CEO of Marvy, where we specialize in voice strategy, conversation design, and creating voice experiences specifically for older adults. Tara, I do think this was big, big news with Amazon announcing the limited rollout of a HIPAA compliant Alexa service, really a, a voice first moment, so to speak. <laughs> voice is still in its infancy. Um, HIPAA protections are really important. I think this announcement is a starting point to address privacy, personal health information. And I think it's also a recognition and validation of the huge impact voice can have across all the many healthcare touch points in hospital in-home, voice first and voice also communication to care teams, to family, to family caregivers. I think bottom line, this is the very beginning um, and it will be slow steps forward, but we'll be, it will be extending the edges of healthcare, its reach and its interaction models. Um, I think this move by Amazon is one small step for voice. I think it's a large step in just making life better and I think it's a huge opportunity for innovation and partnership amongst health organizations and third-party development and design shops. Innovation happens, and this is a really exciting time. Yeah, well said, Hadi. I love that. One small step for voice and one large step for making life better. I love that statement. You should trademark that, Heidi. Um, in any case, uh, thank you for sharing your thoughts, Heidi. Uh, to the listeners, if you want to hear a complete interview that I did with Heidi Culbertson, again, go to alexancanada.ca slash 27. The next person I want to introduce you to is another fellow physician, Dr. Neil Desai. I had the opportunity to meet him at the Alexa conference, and he's doing some very interesting things in the area of education and healthcare in the context of voice technology. And I wanted to get another physician's perspective on the HIPAA announcement. So here is what uh, Dr. Neil Desai had to say about the announcement. Hi, my name is Dr. Neil Desai, and I am the co-founder of MedFlashGo, Alexa's first interactive medical question bank for medical students. So as far as thoughts on the recent announcement that Alexa is now HIPAA compliant, uh, my thoughts are this, it's that I think it's really going to be a great thing for patients and healthcare teams as it will reduce a lot of friction and it'll allow for what's most important, which is allows for communication between healthcare teams and patients. And in so doing, 
that will make in, uh, make it easier to reduce errors. It'll make it easier to kind of uh, reduce that uh, telephone game of sending messages back and forth. Uh, it can make it easier for patients to, for healthcare teams to make sure patients are compliant with their medications. Uh, it's, it can also just be uh, helpful for uh, patients to communicate as far as if they're having problems with medications and things that really they, they can get lost uh, with uh, constant telephone calls back and forth. This is something that I personally experience with my team, uh, uh, which is a lot of excess uh, friction with, with calls back and forth or messages in the electronic health records. So I think this is a great shortcut, and I think it will uh, improve communication and save time. Dr. Desai, I, I agree. Uh, what can I say? I think this is going to be another way that we can effectively ha- have communication between patients and care providers in a way that is that much more seamless. Now that we can protect our personal health information, you can be you can have those conversations where you are sharing some of that more private information. So I think that's fantastic. Next, let's have you hear from Stuart Patterson, who is the CEO of LifePod. Now, LifePod is all about creating proactive voice, meaning the voice technology can initiate the interactions. And they're all about supporting uh, elderly people uh, who are living in various homes or trying to maintain their independence in their own homes and using these devices as an assistant, as a true assistant in their lives, doing some very, very incredible work. And Stuart was on the podcast in episode 27, voicefirsthealth.com slash 27. So interestingly, Stuart has a slightly different perspective on the HIP announcement. And I really want to bring you these different perspectives. So it's uh, I'm very pleased to be able to share Stu's perspective on the HIPAA announcement. And without any further ado, here is uh, here are his thoughts. Hi, Terry. This is Stu Patterson, the CEO of LifePod Solutions. I think that the announcement by Amazon that Alexa is now HIPAA compliant is not really a breakthrough. Nuance has offered HIPAA compliant voice tech for years, particularly for in-hospital voice first use cases like dictation, transcription, and data entry into EHR. And those are the most obvious and cost-effective use cases for voice in the healthcare market, as long as it's reactive voice only. That said, Having a HIPAA version of Alexa definitely benefits the voice-first market overall because they are a leader in that market. Alexa use cases in healthcare, however, are like all of the other virtual assistant services done so far. They are in a self-service model, and they exclusively use a reactive voice mode where the user speaks and the service tries to respond. LifePod is proving that adding proactive voice where the smart speaker can initiate the dialogues with patients in their homes, and those dialogues can be set up by their health caregivers, will support previously unachievable levels of patient engagement and accelerate the personalization of healthcare, two of the top goals shared by all healthcare service providers. So having more voice resources, meaning Alexa, Lex, and Polly, be HIPAA compliant will speed the development of these powerful direct-to-consumer care plan use cases, which will truly transform the health industry in wonderful ways. Well, that's great. And I, I really appreciate that that input and that perspective. Slightly different, yet obviously the HIPAA announcement does have an impact on the healthcare field and voice technology. Stuart, like I said, is doing some amazing work 
And I encourage you to check out the podcast that uh, we recorded together. And again, that one's at voicefirsthealth.com slash 27. Next, I want to introduce you again to Timon Ladane. He was on episode 8, voicefirsthealth.com slash 8. And he's with Macadamian. And they are a company that is helping uh, providers and healthcare organizations to create some really innovative uh, healthcare-related skills and for example, voice voice enabled healthcare plans. One of the ones that they have done a lot of work on is the diabetes care plan, and they're doing some really really uh, advanced and very cutting edge work in this area. So uh, it gives me great pleasure to have you listen to a few of Timon Ladane's thoughts. Here he is. Hello, my name is Timon Ladane, and I lead emerging technologies and products at Macadamian, a professional healthcare solutions company. We were thrilled to learn last week that Amazon has finally released their HIPAA-compliant Alexa Skills Kit. Having developed voice-enabled patient engagement platforms over the past years and as an approved Amazon Alexa Skills development agency, we have been aware that this has been in development for a while now. The news that it is landing, though, is extremely exciting as it will unlock opportunities with organizations who demand HIPAA-compliant end-to-end solutions and have been sitting in the wings waiting for this to be addressed before exploring voice opportunities in earnest. We have developed workarounds in the past to achieve compliance with the healthcare-related Alexa skills we released previously, but this still didn't get around Amazon's terms of service, which clearly prevents any personal health information to be captured via an Alexa skill. As a result, companies like Macadamian were working in the gray with our early adopters while we awaited Amazon to address this. We now anticipate significant new business coming from pharma and medtech companies for our omni-channel digital health platform as a service as a result of this news and look forward to seeing voice play a larger role now in the digital transformation of the healthcare industry and in new digital therapeutic solutions under development today. Well, I think Timon really sums that up nicely. The the word, the theme that I keep hearing coming up over and over again, and Timon spoke about it, are the opportunities here, that it really opens new doors when it comes to the healthcare skills. So again, reminder, if you want to hear more of the interview that I did with Timon, you can go to voicefirsthealth.com slash eight. Now, last but not least, we have Dave Izbitsky sharing his thoughts, the chief evangelist from Amazon Alexa himself. But just before we get to that, I thought I might just share very briefly some of my own thoughts. You know, one of the things that I'm very, very excited about, even before the HIP announcement, the idea of voice technology, if you are involved in voice technology in any aspect, you know that voice technology allows us to communicate with computers in the most natural way that we know. We've gone through the evolution from uh, keyboards to a mouse to a touchscreen, and voice is just so seamless. And I'm of the opinion that in the future, we are each going to essentially have mini clinics in our home that are run by a voice-first device, regardless of what device that is. And it's going to create a personalized, decentralized approach to healthcare. And I believe that this is the big next step in doing that. Being able to share your personal health information with a device in your home in a way that that health information is going to be protected is an incredible step to having a mini clinic, so to speak, in your home. And that's one of the things that excites me the most. In fact, I'm excited to say that I'll be doing a TEDx talk shortly about this very topic. And this announcement couldn't, come at, couldn't have come at a better time. 
Now, last but not least, I want to share the thoughts of Dave Izbitsky. As I said, he is the chief evangelist for Amazon Alexa. Now, granted, there's certain things that he can't comment on, uh, obviously, being an employee of, of Amazon. But one of the really incredible things is that Dave actually shares one of his personal stories and personal experiences of some of his own healthcare journey and how he sees that this technology and this announcement is going to affect this going forward. And so I thought it's a really nice way to wrap up this podcast episode with not only somebody uh, with Dave's knowledge and experience being the chief evangelist, but also hearing from a patient's perspective with his own personal health journey. So without any further ado, uh, it gives me great pleasure to uh, to share some of Dave's thoughts. I will also mention that Dave was on the Alexa in Canada podcast where I interviewed him, and you can always listen to that interview at alexaincanada.ca slash 29. Here's Dave Izbitsky. Hey, everyone. Dave here. I, um, gosh, I was just reflecting. It feels like it's been years uh, since the podcast was recorded with Dr. Terry Fisher, but it's June 2018. I was just looking, Terry. Wow, that's uh, incredible. And I know just your excitement and enthusiasm and what I've seen in this space. I know we've all been waiting um, for this. And, you know, obviously it's in private beta, so I can't talk too much about any of the specific details. But what I can talk about is what it means for the future. Um, you know, I was just, I, I had given a talk at John Hopkins recently, and in just talking with experts in the field, um, surgeons, and what this means, even in the operating room, the ability to use voice. Uh, you know, just to check on information or rotate images and scans. And then, you know, there are diagnoses that you may get. And as a patient, you don't hear anything after a certain word is spoken. And the ability to go home and have that conversation again with your doctor, uh, as well as, you know, saying, hey, what are my next steps? What do the next three months look like? You know, all of this I can see in the future as we start to look at patient care and health and what this all means. And, you know, it's, it's early days, super early days, but just with the launch that you can see now, you know, Express Scripts was in there, which happens to be a prescription service I um, use, so getting the status of, uh, for those that don't know, I'm actually a, a type 1 diabetic, uh, so I was diagnosed when I was 10. So just the status of, you know, when my insulin pump supplies are coming and things like that to... Uh, you know, Livongo was another one that um, was one of the launch skills that has uh, blood sugar reading. So just being able to pull back. I'm a big data nut, and so I track everything. I even have my own uh, – if you're not an endocrinologist or you don't have diabetes, there's something called A1C, which is an overall measurement of hemoglobins in, uh, in your blood and to kind of just give an average of how you're doing. So the ability for that – uh, to get, you know, just get information through Alexa, I am really excited about. And I, I remember when I was diagnosed, they brought out like a Commodore. It was a Commodore or an IBM computer. And um, I remember being in that room and just using technology to try and understand what my life was going to be like. But the ability for voice to connect you with a wealth of information on your own terms in the way that you talk wherever you are, and whenever you want. I mean, you could um, ask questions every morning while you're taking your medication, or maybe you have a question 
every once in a while. And so I'm really excited about the future and what this means. And uh, just thanks for having me on. And uh, I, I am always impressed by this community, the passion and the excitement. And I can't wait to see what you all built. Thanks again, Dave, for, for coming on and sharing your thoughts. I, I like the way you ended that, you know, excited to see what we all build because this is the beginning, I think, now of a whole new layer of complexity in a good way of what is going to be available to us and to developers and to creative people out there that can now put this technology to great use and have a tremendous impact on our healthcare systems. So this is very exciting times. I look forward, as Dave said, to seeing what we all can do with this and how we can all help to improve each other's healthcare. Again, a reminder that if you want to hear the complete interview that I did with Dave, that will be at the Alexa in Canada podcast at alexaincanada.ca slash 29. And all of the links that I spoke about today will be available on the show notes page for today's episode, which you can find at voicefirsthealth.com slash 34. If you know of anybody who has some interest in healthcare and voice technology, uh, please, the biggest uh, compliment that you can pay me is to simply share this uh, podcast out so that lots of people can learn about the possibilities and we can get more people involved in making these uh, changes and these enhancements to our healthcare system as everybody has spoken about on the podcast today. I hope you have a great week and I look forward to speaking with you again next week. Take care.